Colin Baxter in the morning. All right, your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are, Wednesday, August the 5th of 2020. Thanks for having us on. Kelly has wrapped her headphones this morning. <laughs> and I'm talking about like Christmas wrap. Oh, it's floral. Like it's how my Nana would have wrapped a present. Well, my headphones were coming apart and these headphones are kind of expensive and they weren't, they're not broken. I just had to, they were unraveling. So I did what any girl would do oh. and I went and found some really cool duct tape that's floral and now it's wrapped. Oh, is that tape? Okay. It's duct tape. But I can hear it. They're kind of noisy. No, they're not. It's like wrapping paper when you pick up a present and you shake it and you can hear the paper kind of moving. That's what your headphones no. do. You're hearing things in your head. No, I can hear everything. Like if I, I might not be able to see much of anything. That's true. You but do I can hear, hear everything. I can hear everything. Hey, today is National Underwear Day, so. Well, is it just telling you to wear it? Like what, you were just celebrating that someone made underwear or what? Yeah, I think that mainly. Okay. So we'll celebrate underwear throughout the day okay. today. Post your favorite underwear. <laughs> That's going to be our social media post. We'll see how that takes <laughs> off. What does your underwear look like? No. <laughs> oh, I know. I talked to your husband. It's also... <clears throat> so not <laughs> Hello, right. Granny. It's also National Oyster Day, so those are fun. I had oysters like three weeks those ago. Those are gross. I love them. It's... Mm-mm, I can't... I, mm-mm, no. Maybe that's supposed today. Do you like oysters? How, on the half shell. I don't want them fried. I want them on the half shell. I want to take them off, put them on the cracker with a little bit of lemon squeezed on top, horseradish. They're like loogies. Well, I like them. I'm just saying. But then again, I'm a guy who likes Lukey, so (laughs) (laughs) what do you do? (laughs) National Oyster Day today. Kelly said she enjoys having those. I do not. Doesn't like the taste, but not sure what she's talking about. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so the year was 2001, and Jamie O'Neill had the number one song in country music on this day. When I think about rain, I think about singing. When I think about singing, it's a heavenly tune. When I think about heaven, then I think about angels. When I think about angels, I think about you. The taste of sugar sure reminds me of your kiss. I like the way that they both linger on my Number one, it's Jamie O'Neill 
when I think about angels, number one on this day in 2001. What's happening with your favorite celebrities? Brandon Baxter in the morning's Gotcha Gossip. Gotcha Gossip on Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. So you like Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Our buddy David the Barrel Boy has a major crush on Blake Lively, so they're a cute couple, right? They've issued an apology at this point. When they got married back in 2012, they got married on a former slave plantation in South Carolina. Obviously, at this point in 2020, a lot of people look back at stuff like that, and they don't think of it very well. They think of it very negatively. And Ryan Reynolds has issued the apology that says, and I quote, it's something will always be deeply and uh, unreservably sorry for. It's irresponsible to reconcile. So what he goes on to say is that they got married because they saw this venue on Pinterest and they thought it was really pretty, Mm -hmm. but they didn't really think about what that meant to other people. They just thought it was a cool place to go Mm -hmm. and get married. So here they are in 2020 apologizing for where they got married in 2012. Gotcha Gossip on Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano. So they started a show together back in the day. It was called Who's the Boss? It ran for eight seasons, 1984 to 1992. Extremely popular show. Uh, And they, like many other shows, are developing, get this guys, a Who's the Boss sequel where they're going to bring back their roles as Tony and Samantha Maselli. That's awesome. So anyway, um, Alyssa says that they feel the time is right to tell the story of where the characters are today. And she's been talking about a sequel for a while, but at first Tony Danza said no. And that was last year. He affirmed no. And he said that he wasn't a fan of reboots. And they couldn't reboot the show because they no longer had Catherine Hellman, who played Mona. Oh, that's right. Remember the redheaded grandmother that was really funny? Judith Light, who played Angela, and Danny Pintaro, Jonathan, were supposedly invited back, but they haven't announced anything yet. So, again, a Who's the Boss sequel is in development. So, legit, Alyssa Milano was one of my very first crushes as a kid. And I wanted her to be my best friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I loved her back in the day. You want to step back in time just for a second? Just for a second. You want to hop back in the BBITM time machine? Yes. Does that take you back? I feel like I see Alyssa coming down the stairs. Yeah. And Tony was the housekeeper, right? Yes. And she was his kid. Yeah. There's a time for love and a time for living. Take a chance and face the world. Open road and a road that's hit. A brand new life around the bend. There were times I lost a dream or two. Who's the boss? Making a big comeback. That's a pretty big story yeah. when you think about that. Let's see. What else do we have? Gotcha gossip on Kristen Cavallari, who was photographed with an ex. She knows how to get people talking. Let's say that. Do you think that's what she's doing? 100%. So she was spotted with her ex, uh, Stephen Coletti. Mm-hmm. And she's just now been separated for like four months from football player Jay Cutler. The photo, I mean, they look like they're getting along okay. They look very friendly. I wonder if it was like a long-lost relationship that all of a sudden the sparks were there, they reignited, and they're back together. But again, Kristen Cavallari does appear to know how to, I don't know, monetize her social Uh media. You can check out that photo when you search Kristen Cavallari on the social sites. Gotcha gossip on Paris Jackson. So she and her boyfriend Gabriel from her band, The Soundflowers, are no longer together. Of course, the daughter of the late Michael Jackson reports her out that they were constantly butting heads. So I wonder if uh, he's going to stay in The Soundflowers yeah. or if it's one of those things where they can work together or not work together or he's going to leave the band or whatever. Uh, but Paris Jackson is no longer in a relationship. There you go. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we gotcha gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Let's go back and look at my Instagram poll. I was doing the deal about Dirty Dancing. 
because yeah. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen clips of it and yeah. probably like highlights on television, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the movie. Like I have no idea what the story is mm-hmm. other than they dance in the movie. Uh, most people have seen it. Like eight out of 10 people who uh, responded yeah. have said like, oh yeah, dude, seen the movie. Yeah. And I had some people who were like, hey, that's my favorite movie ever. How it's have you not so seen it? Good. So that's I think up. that you and Leslie need to have a date night and you need to watch Dirty Dancing. And you think we'd I'll enjoy that? I'll keep Kai. All right, that sounds... There you go. See, I'm setting you up for um, a great night. All right, thank you. I appreciate that very yeah. much. You can still vote in the poll. It's up on my Instagram story, Brandon, on KFIN. I was also reading this thing this morning about craft, like the food provider, you know, the people who make the food and you stuff like craft, that. You say craft, all I think about is mac and cheese. All right, that's the deal, though. Here's the question. Craft is wanting it uh, to become a deal where people eat mac and cheese for breakfast. They want it to become a breakfast food. So, like, sprinkle some cinnamon on it or what? Oh, that's awful. But I'm just sitting here thinking, like, like I love mac and cheese. I just don't think I could eat that. Like, if I were to wake up right now and I had the option of, well, I don't really like eggs either, like bacon and sausage or mac and cheese, I think I'd go with bacon and sausage. <laughs> really? Would you go mac and cheese? I don't think I would. I'm definitely going to pick the bacon, but I, I I don't know. Could you see yourself sitting down early in the morning eating bacon? Eating mac and cheese. I wonder if they'll brand it different though. Like if it won't be actual cheese, it'll be like mac and cinnamon, or so like it's a, it's like the noodles, but they make some kind of breakfast flavor or something. No, it's mac and cheese, straight mm-hmm, up cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. Hmm. And the idea is on the box, it's like a mac and cheese dinner. They're gonna relabel some of the boxes to say mac and cheese breakfast, and that's how they're gonna try to convince us it's okay. Here's the thing: it's probably gonna work. It uh, probably will. But if I get the wrong one. I can see my wife. No, this is the mac and cheese that's for dinner. It's not the one for breakfast. You got the wrong one. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. (laughs) Yes, you do. That's why you're giggling. (laughs) Brandon Baxter in the morning. So we're fans of The Office here and actually watched a couple of episodes last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's the deal. The Office is going to be leaving Netflix, and I'm not sure I will keep Netflix. (laughs) Like, that's what we watch on there. Yeah, I know. For the most part. Me too. Like, Kyle loves watching Disney+. Plus. We like watching The Office on Netflix. And, like, we know there's thousands of other potential things to watch, but we kind of gravitate toward the mm-hmm. thing that makes us comfortable before bed. Like, you don't have to think too much. Yeah. You kind of know what to expect and all that stuff. But they're saying when The Office launches on NBC's streaming service, Peacock, when they finally have access to it, that there's going to be all kinds of unreleased content never before seen that's put on the Peacock Network. Done. Sold. How much? Yeah. $75 oh. a month. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I just wanted to see if you... Is that a little too steep? Uh, yeah. Also a story out today. Do you remember the show Teen Mom? I think it was on MTV. Yes. I had friends that were addicted to that show. So have you ever heard of Caitlin Lowry? Heard of her, yeah. Yeah. So I guess she just had a baby and she's sharing on her socials that she ate the placenta. Why would she share that? Yeah. Well, her deal was, and she didn't like just get a fork and a knife and eat it. She blended it into a Mm -mm, smoothie and ate the placenta. And you've heard of people doing this before because of like, I guess it's the nutrients or whatever, because essentially, if you don't know what the placenta is, Kelly, tell us. It's what happens after it's, it's what the baby is in, in your uterus it's what the baby is in it's the sack that holds the baby is that how the baby's fed does it have anything to do yes. with the, like how they nutrients eat nutrients and, stuff like and that? food yes yeah so i guess if you go back what's the vision behind eating it 
I don't know. I didn't post that. I'm just not sure if that would be any good. I don't know if there's a doctor that maybe that's true, but I don't know if there is someone that could get me, motivate me enough to tell me how good that was for my body that would make that I would do it. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm just going to have to say no. If anybody's ever tried it, let us know what it tastes like. Like compare it. If you tell us it tastes like chicken. No. mm -mm. No. Ground beef. Ground turkey. No. You're All of this is making, are, yes. are you about to be sick? Yes. I wonder, like, if, if you're looking for something that might make it taste good, I wonder if Miss Angie's honey would taste good with that. You know what? Okay. Because you can pretty much put her honey <laughs> on anything and it's going to taste good. It's farm fresh, Arkansas farm fresh. But I'm not sure if placenta uh, you know, with honey is good. Yeah. Good try. I see where you're trying to go, but. Yeah. Okay. Think about that. Caitlin Lowry eating a placenta smoothie for the nutrients. There you go. Yep. What would you rather have, mac and cheese or mac placenta for cheese. breakfast? <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So a couple of days ago, a woman in Altoona, Pennsylvania, got home and heard a voice coming from her spare bedroom. Uh-huh. She found a stranger sitting inside of her room, drinking a Powerade from her refrigerator and oh. holding one of her fedoras. Literally just got chills. I know. About that. Yeah. The guy turned out to be 27 year old Adam and he was so drunk that he fell over when she told him to leave the woman eventually pushed him out of her house but he did have one last request he asked her if he could at least keep the fedora oh, okay, as it. if he just wanted a consolation prize for being able to break into her house I don't know of course she told him no Adam ended up being arrested for felony burglary and trespassing but wow. speaking of fedoras what do you call a skeleton in a fedora? Ooh, I have no idea. What do you call it? Indiana Bones. Oh, <laughs> he did not like that Dang, one. that's awful. <laughs> and there's even more proof that people are crazy. Country Music News. K-Fine. Country Music News. On Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Tim McGraw's I Called Mama makes a lot of people emotional because it's all about that moment where you're kind of breaking down. And there's one person that you want to call, and that's the person that makes you feel the most safe. That's your mom. So I stopped off at a Texaco, bought a Slim Jim and a Coke, parked out by the water. Tim McGraw says that at the age of 53, he's more emotional now than ever before. And he thinks he was kind of heading in that direction, then the pandemic hit. And he said at this point now, he's trying to be more in touch with that side of him, the emotional side. And he says that there's things now that make him cry that he would have never cried about in the past, including certain television commercials. You know this isn't good for us because we're already emotional. Oh, I'll be a disaster. <laughs> Give me 10 years, I'll be I'll be yeah. crying the whole show. You'll listen to me cry for five hours every morning. Hmm. I'll cry about everything. I remember playing that song. Yeah. But anyway, Tim McGraw says he is much more emotional now at the age of 53. Cool news with Garth Brooks. He announced early plans to open up his own bar in Nashville's on the famous or in Nashville on the famous Lower Broadway. Yeah. He let his idea slip during a press conference last week and said chances are good he'll put his name in neon lights. But yeah. this is what he says. I'm going to say if you're a betting kind of bet toward it happening, 
Um, he said, because it's just something that's coming. He said, it's coming for the future, but it's also going to be the way that we do it. So, of course, there's other people that have opened bars. Luke Bryan, Florida Georgia Line, Jason Aldean, Blake Shelton, Dirks Bentley, John Rich, Alan Jackson, and Kid Rock. Now, the timeline may be in the next two to three years, yeah. but it looks like he's going to join them. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know if he's doing it, it's going to work yeah. out and be huge. I toasted you said, honey, we may be thrilled. You'll never hear me complain Cause I got friends in all places where the Garth Brooks, I would go to that bar in Nashville. I wonder if that's what it'll be called, Low Places. Ooh, that'd be that could nice. be good. A friendly bar or something like that. So anyway, Casey Musgraves has a new self-care kit that's out right now. It's based on one of her songs, her song, Lonely Weekend. Here's the song. Casey realizes that so many people are at home alone. It's a low, it's a low, it's a lonely feeling without you. So here's what's in her self-care kit. There's a 500-piece puzzle. There's a tie-dye kit. There's a pre-shunk ring-spun cotton shirt that says, it'll all be all right. Uh, there's also this shooting star bath bomb and a ribbed cotton crew sock collection as well featuring Lonely Weekend. That's like a bunch of trendy things all that come together. Yeah, it's actually really cute looking. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check it out, we have that stuff posted this morning on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog. Thomas Rhett had a some some outdoors time, I guess, with his wife, Lauren. And it looks like Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line was with them. But he posted three pictures on social media. The first one, it's Rhett fishing with this tall tree line behind him, looking like he's just this powerful fisherman, yep. right? And then there's an adorable photo, of course, with him and Lauren with their catch of the day. And then the last photo shows Thomas with his waders off. Right. And he had his leg was bleeding, and he had hooked his own leg oh, and had gosh. to t- pull the hook out himself. So he was like okay this is not all what it was cracked up to be but look Ugh. but he's fine everybody's fine thankfully they were be, they were able to have a good day there you go that's your country music news which is powered by orville's men's store guys you can shop them online right now so if you're tired of looking the way you look if you wish you had better fashion but you're not exactly sure what's cool what's trendy you can check out orville's men's store on nettleton in jonesboro or shop them online no matter where you're hearing us today at orvillesms.com Brandon Baxter in the morning. So we were talking about Teen Mom, right? Caitlin Lowry goes out and has a baby and drinks a placenta smoothie. And we're like, okay, that sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. But I've heard of other people doing this. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have somebody on the phone who can tell us more about this. I'm not sure if they've ever had a placenta smoothie or exactly what this is. Uh, Hey, good morning. What's going on? This is Jessica. Um, I was calling about the whole Caitlin and placenta thing. Yes. I researched it about five years ago because I actually know someone who had theirs encapsulated to take, like, a vitamin. Oh, really? And, yeah. And so they had to, like, dehydrate it and ground it down and all that to get it encapsulated to take it, like, a vitamin daily, I think over the course of a year. Right. But um, I was researching it because I was like, there's no way. I (laughs) could never do that. There's no way. And whenever I was researching it, they said that whenever you eat it, it tastes like a liver. Oh, my gosh. Ew. Don't you yeah. like liver and onions? No I, no, I don't like liver and onions. I like fried liver and mashed potatoes. See, you could just have some mashed potatoes. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I could never. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Could never. 
Yeah, so like to me, is that because I'm thinking back to the whole birthing process. I think that's the part of the birthing you bl- process. You blacked that out, didn't you? No, it freaked me out. Because <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute, what is that? What, what's happening? Is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> I thought like got her liver or something. Like, oh my gosh. little did I know There's... that tastes like liver. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I have read online and stuff like that. That it's rich like liver. Oh, but I could. Can I make it one step worse, okay? Because this girl from Teen Mom goes out and makes it as a smoothie. Imagine drinking Mm-mm. a liver smoothie. Mm-mm. Ew. <laughs> it's terrible. Could you put some Splenda in there? Oh. Brandon Baxter in the morning. My name's Brandon. She is Mrs. One Night Standards, <laughs> Kelly Perry. That is uncalled for. It's the K-Fun Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc. We have Angela Jefferson on the phone with us this morning from the Everlasting Knowledge Academy, also known as ECA. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. It's good to be here. Hey, how are you this morning? I am well. How are you all doing? Good. We're all right. We've been up since like 345. What about you? Uh, I got up around four, but then I went back to bed. I have a, a six-month-old, and so oh. we get up a little bit in between. Oh, my gosh. Can I ask you a very <laughs> personal question? <laughs> Sure. Oh, wow. That's, she, that's everything she wants to hear right there. Yeah, she's like, oh, great, I'm live on the radio, uh-huh. and he asks me that. We were talking about this girl from Teen Mom who ate her placenta as a smoothie. Oh, they do that, yeah. Any interest? No, not at all. Okay, just checking. <laughs> she, she was like, real quick, nope. <laughs> they do have the pills and everything, but uh, yeah, I, no, no interest on my part. Yeah, I was telling Kelly and Jessica, who was on the phone with us a minute ago, I'm like, when I saw that placenta during our birthing process, it freaked me out. I almost hit the floor. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is that? You thought Leslie was was losing more organs. Can you put that back? Yeah. What if she doesn't recover? <laughs> no, like, because you can get sick if they leave it in. So it's oh, good can? that it comes out. You only need it for when the baby's attached. i got to ask you something else, too, because this is another topic we have this morning, okay? (laughs) She is never Uh, calling in. Yeah, she hates me. (laughs) Angela, do you hate me right now? No, I do not hate you. Not at all. She's being really sweet. Yeah, she is. (laughs) She's faking it for the radio. (laughs) (laughs) So Kraft, you know the people who make mac and cheese? Mm Mm-hmm. They they say that they want their mac and cheese to be uh, eaten for breakfast as well, so they're going to release this in new boxes. This says Kraft mac, mac and Cheese Breakfast, like a breakfast edition. Could you eat mac and cheese for breakfast? No, not at all. See, I don't think I could either. Mm. Like, I can eat it for lunch, but breakfast seems a little early. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of cheese in my breakfast items. Like, I don't do cheese and eggs. I don't do cheese and grits and things like that. Yeah, so, to do something that's so anti-breakfast. Yeah. With cheese, I don't think I could do that either. I don't think so either. That is up on our social media this morning, though, if you want to go weigh in on the Facebook page, the K-Fine Facebook page. Again, Angela Jefferson from the Everlasting Knowledge Academy is on with us. It's uh, known to a lot of people as ECA. Angela, give us an idea of what ECA is and and why this is something that you have decided to pour so much of your heart and your passion into. So ECA is a, a new nonprofit here in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And our goal, our vision is to impact generations um, through um, intergenerational learning. Mm-hmm. And so intergenerational, the best way to uh, just define that word, because it is a new word for mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially here uh, in Arkansas and 
in the South in general. They do it a lot up north, uh, especially with learning centers. But uh, intergenerational means intentional, um, intentional relationships between generations. And so, you know, it's not only uh, just, you know, an older and a younger person getting together. It's the intentionality of that relationship. And that's something that we look to foster at uh, Everlasting Knowledge Academy. I mean, here's the thing. It doesn't matter how old you are. I think you can still learn something from people who are older. Like when I go back right. and look at my life, I think about things that my grandfather told me. Right. Uh, right. And thankfully he's still here with us and all that. But I think back, you know, I was 18 and he's telling me these stories on here's what you should do with your life. He's telling me those in my mid twenties. I thought he was absolutely crazy. And as I look back, he was 100% right. spot on. Right. And then there are also things that we can learn from younger people because they have different insights uh, as well. And so it's really like a mutual mentorship between the generations. And um, we do have a mission statement, and I'll just uh, read that to you guys. Uh, Everlasting Knowledge Academy is an intergenerational, faith-based learning center, and we positively impact the future by creating mutual understanding and appreciation of all the generations. So for people who are listening this morning or hearing this on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. how do you recommend people getting involved and why is it a deal that you think is is important for people to jump in and kind of learn from? So um, the main way you can get involved right now is through our social media, our Facebook page. We are... Um, creating a Twitter and Instagram as well as a website. But right now the the easiest way and the most in-depth way would be through uh, Facebook. We have went through each one of our main components on Facebook and uh, just talked about that more in-depth. We have a phone number set up that people can call and ask more questions, Um, different links to uh, people who have already been doing this, uh, type of program before, and so uh, it is really um, more like a Christian community center, right. and then we're serving diapers to diapers is what I like to Ooh, say. Ooh, I like that. So you're going to have a Kindness Matters camp coming up, and it looks like that's going to happen in November. Uh, tell yes, me kind of what the vision of the camp is. Is that just to get people involved who who might not just jump out right off the bat, but just to kind of bring them in and teach them what you're doing? Yes, it is uh, very much so just to give uh, our very best impression to our community. And so that would be our first impression for the people who are like, well, you know, I don't understand what this intergenerational thing is. And so it is a preview into our programming. But then it's also something that is needed right now in our uh, time, in our society, where um you know, everyone isn't as kind. Uh, right. People are making uh, very different, difficult decisions. And um, because that's not necessarily your decision, um, you know, you have an opinion about that, and it might not be as nice. And so uh, we we always teach children, you know, that's not nice, or, you know, you shouldn't say that. That, that hurts someone's feelings. Right. But then we as adults, we also need to have that same mindset and be nicer, especially, you know, uh, different people on social media and things mm-hmm. like that um, just aren't as kind. And so we want to make kindness a family affair. And 
so to get all the generations in there to uh, make some lasting change with everyone. Again, it's ECA, the Everlasting Knowledge Academy. <clears throat> Angela Jefferson joins us on the phone this morning. We'll have you back on as we get close to November so we can talk more about the camp. But we appreciate awesome. you uh, sharing your information with us this morning. Thank you, and thank you all for having me. All right, have a great morning. You too. Bye-bye. Angela Jefferson with ECA on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy yeah. birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday to Forts. you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, August the 5th of 2020. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Candace Staggs. Of Jonesboro, who celebrates today, Debbie Mosley. Happy birthday. We have Shay Wilson-Lewis, who's the big 4-0 today. Happy birthday. So happy birthday from Jonesboro. Laura Pickens of St. Bernard's has a birthday today. Happy birthday. We've known her for a long time, so happy birthday to Laura. Uh, let's see here. David Proles of Ravenden is 23 today. Nathan Casebeer of Jonesboro turns 18 today. I'm going to try this one, see if I can get it right. Okay. If I don't get it right, I apologize. Melissa Douthit is 55 from Jonesboro. Happy birthday from your daughter, Jennifer. You think it's Douthit? I think so. I think so. Melissa Douthit. Melissa Douthit. Whichever way it is, happy birthday, Melissa. Yeah. We appreciate you having us on this morning. And also, happy birthday goes out to our friend, Debbie Clark. Happy birthday. She was your coach, right? She was one of my, my health teacher. That too. That's what yeah. I said. She was your health teacher. Yes. She taught you biology too? No. Anatomy. No. No, she didn't teach you anatomy. No. No, did you teach her anatomy? No. So Debbie Clark, working at Arkansas State, she celebrates a birthday today. And she taught Kelly Perry all about anatomy. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Olivia Holt is 23. That's Tandy Bowen, Dagger on Marvel's Cloak and Dagger and Kim on Disney's Kicking It. Watch that show a lot, man. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Olivia Holt. Don Richard from Danity Kane is 37 today. You know what's crazy? I believe that she also had a taco shop at one point. Not the same thing, Kelly? celebrates today. Lolo Jones is 38 today, Olympic runner and bobsledder. Jesse Williams is 39. That's Dr. Jackson Avery on Grey's Anatomy. Jonathan Silverman Silverman is Silverman. Yes, he is a superhero. <laughs> is 54 from Weekend at Bernie's. And Maureen McCormick is 64. Brandon, who was that? She was Marsha, Marsha, Marsha on the Brady Bunch. Correct. Happy birthday. And Terry Clark is 52 today. One of Kelly's favorite songs.
Terry Clark. Picture her in that big cowgirl hat. Girls lie too. We don't care how much money you make, what you drive, or what you weigh. Size don't matter anyway. Girls lie too. Terry Clark is 52. To Terry Clark, who is 52 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's a K Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families Inc. Don't forget our friends at the Nutrition Hub this morning on Caraway Road in the Caraway Plaza. Also, don't forget about their location in Paragould. It's the Healthy Hub on Linwood Drive. More about that in just a few minutes. Brad Baker joins us on the phone this morning. Always one of the happiest guests we talk to yes. every year. Good morning, Brad. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, and y'all are really bringing me down with that broken heart kind of stuff. You know, come on, man. All right, no broken hearts this morning, okay? Okay, I got you. We're asking everybody, Kraft, you know, the people who make mac and cheese, they're thinking about trying to release mac and cheese that's kind of like aimed at the breakfast audience. Could you eat macaroni and cheese for breakfast? Well, yeah, put milk and sugar on it, and it'd be fine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Maybe he found the way to do it. (laughs) <laughs> so, so Brad Baker with the Mid-South Lions Club is on with this. And, and Brad, we talked to you throughout the year about really the work that the Lions Club organization does, not only uh, in Northeast Arkansas, but really all across the Mid-South and the country. Right. right. Yeah, the Lions Club is the largest service organization in the, in the world. And uh, this pandemic has kind of put a crimp in our style, but not being able to meet, not being able to raise funds. So we're trying some new things to try to continue to, to give people help, uh, in particular with sight and hearing. And uh, one thing that we're trying is a, a, an online auction. You know, we always do the Lions TV auction in Jonesboro, uh, November-ish, December-ish, that kind of thing. And we still plan to do that again this year, uh, kind of depending on ASU's football schedule. It's hopefully going to be scheduled around the first part of November, uh, depending on uh, if they if they have to change their football schedule. Uh, since we do broadcast on ASU TV. But uh, currently, we do have uh, 89 items listed. uh, And they tell me you have to type in the whole thing in order to get the link to work, but it's it's HTTPS colon two slashes www.biddingowl, like the animal, O-W-L, dot com slash Mid-South Lions, M-I-D-S-O-U-T-H-L-I-O-N-S. Yep. So biddingowl.com, Mid-South Lions is where you want to go. And uh, the auction will be going on until the 9th of August. So you got four more days to watch and bid and, and win. And you do not have to be a lion. You do not have to be from Jonesboro. You can bid on this if you're from – in fact, we have people from Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee, Texas – uh, even, you know, I start to say foreign countries like Texas. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know. hang on now. <laughs> That's my home state right there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, well, I knew there was something about you. But anyway, uh, 
Anyway, we we get you. You don't have to be a line. You don't have to. All you got to do is go on and register and bid, and uh, the winners will be announced on the the at the end of the evening on the ninth. So the tenth of uh, of August next uh, next week, we will be announcing the winners, and we can ship items. Uh, it, it will cost a little extra to ship everything uh, because we want all the proceeds to go to Mid South Lions. Now, Mid South Lions is uh, an organization. We've been there about seventy eight years now. Right. And we do sight and hearing surgeries for people who cannot afford it from Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee. We do it at absolutely no cost to the patient. And Lions Clubs uh, refer patients, and all they pay for is just transportation and eyeglasses if they're needed. So it's an organization that's done uh, about 40,000 surgeries over the years and affected 40,000 families in a a great way. uh, during the pandemic, we depend on Lions Club's money, so yeah. uh, we haven't been able to uh, to do as much as we want to. So if you are interested in helping people in another way, and I know everybody on TV and radio is asking for money, yeah. but we need your help to continue to do these great surgeries for people that cannot afford to get eye care. In fact, we're pretty much the last line of defense for most of these people. If we don't help them, they, they eventually go blind. So uh, we need your help. And Brad, I know somebody specifically who your, you know, the the Mid South Lions Club has benefited. It was a young lady who had gone through, uh, you know, cancer treatment and ended up having uh, to to need an eye, right? And you guys were able to. I know it. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> that's, the, and the deal was story. that's a very expensive type of procedure, and especially after you've gone through a lengthy battle, and and sometimes that happens, and it's expensive. And the Lions Club was right there to say, "Hey, we're going to take care of this and get it done." And the relief it provided to that family, uh, I don't even know if you know how much it meant to them. Well, uh, I know they came and, and talked to our group uh, uh, last year or year before last uh, about. The, the hurt story, and it was, uh, I'll tell you one thing, there was not a dry eye in the house yeah. uh, when she finished telling her story, and uh, we know that we make a great difference in people's lives, and we just depend on the public to help us to do that. Uh, you know, the money's not just growing on trees. We have to go out and, and try to raise it, and some people have called me a shameless fundraiser, and when it comes to this, <laughs> I, yeah, that's it. That's me. I'm a shameless fundraiser. So I'm asking for your help right now to help us to do these kinds of things that help families throughout the four-state area and beyond. Well, as I look through the categories, I mean, you have antiques, you have clothing, collectibles, food, furniture, gift cards, uh, home items, jewelry, pottery, sporting goods, tools, toys. There's so much different stuff on here. So if you just want uh, to maybe find a way that you can go and help the Mid-South Lions Club, and at the same point, I mean, you're going to get something too. You get something in return when you bid, and a lot of times in these auctions, you get huge savings on the things that you bid on as well from what you would have to pay retail. And again, if you want to oh, do that, oh, yeah. uh, give us that website one more time, Brad, so people can go and look at the auction. Okay, do your HTTPS and, and colon and backslashes, and then you got to do www.biddingowl.com slash Mid South Lions, M I D S O U T H L I O N S. And uh, if you go there, you'll see our 89 items. And you'll also see, if you don't see anything that you just can't live without, uh, then there's options there for you to just make a straight donation, which is 100% tax deductible. And, uh, and it goes directly to helping patients. 80% of every dollar we raise helps patients. I mean, directly helps patients. And every dollar that we raise goes strictly to the cause. 
We don't uh, have any kind of uh, uh, administrative funds or anything like that that comes out of the money that we raise from the public. This is strictly going to help patients who are absolutely in need, and uh, and we don't charge them anything for our service. We're kind of the St. Jews of eye care. Yeah, it's awesome. Brad Baker joins us this morning from the Mid-South Lions Club, and, man, we appreciate everything you guys do. Okay, appreciate y'all taking care of us this morning, and uh, be on the lookout for the Lions TV auction coming soon. There you go, Brad. We'll talk to you later, man. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great day. God right. bless. See you, dude. It's the K Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's your K Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. And we have somebody on the phone who always makes me feel smarter and more in touch with myself and my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. Counseling Services. Good morning, Dr. Watson. Good morning, and I'm glad to hear that I have that effect on you. <laughs> no, legit. I mean, I think you've helped us in a lot of different ways, and that's where the Families, Inc. deal, you know, we launched this deal as kind of a sponsorship many years ago of, of the Breakfast mm-hmm. Club, and we've kind of transitioned it, transitioned into you guys really helping a lot of people just by getting on the radio and talking about feelings and things that everybody's going through. Well, I'm really glad to do it. I mean, it's such a pleasure to, um, in any way, serve the community and participate with you in doing that. And um, I'm glad that that I'm get, I just have the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cool platform. We get to talk to a lot of people. And one of the big topics I think everybody's thinking about right now, it's on the tip of their tongue, the top of their brain, is, is school. We're less than two weeks away from what's supposed to be uh, the start of school. Is it two weeks, I guess, at this point? Yeah, a little over. Yeah. So uh, as we get ready for this, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are kind of thinking about it. And we've talked many times since March about anxiety and COVID-19 and how the world has changed and all of that. But I'm guessing it's normal for parents to be nervous about their kids potentially heading back to school right around the corner. Well, as a parent myself, uh, I, I believe that you know, it's, it's a safe assumption to say that parents worldwide are concerned yeah. about this issue. And really, we're all grappling with our own anxieties and worries, which are certainly exacerbated by how many unknowns are still lingering about COVID and, and its effects. And then just the fears that we have for our children and our family's safety. So this is a deal, as you mentioned, it's really something that's affecting people all over the world. We're making these decisions, wanting to make the right decision, because as a parent, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make the right decision for our kids and the decisions about whether to send our kids back to school, what to tell them about school. And and are we making as parents the right decisions as we go throughout that process? Yeah, I mean, that's the million dollar question I know for all of us. And I've seen many parents who have already decided on virtual learning. And, you know, while safety might be less of an issue for those students, now the parents and students will be faced with so many other unique concerns about how to teach their children and how to manage their day and how to juggle their job or their schedules that don't really make virtual learning easy. And, of course, uh, some have children who who learn differently and will need uh, more of a specialized instruction. And on top of all of those concerns, then they'll also have to manage, you know, the frustrations within themselves and with their children and maybe even with a spouse. And then the children will likely have some feelings about not returning to school or missing their playmates and their teachers. You know, so I would encourage them to take advice and guidance from their school and then just prepare the best way they can to do the best job they can. So essentially, I mean, are you basically saying 
Uh, not to worry if we're doing it right or if children are falling behind at this point, just to make the decision that's the best for you and your family? Yeah, I mean, there there really is no right or wrong decision. It is just the decision that that we can make uh, at this time with the information that we have with the belief that we're doing the best thing for our family. And I, and I can't make people not worry. I mean, most days I can't make myself not worry. Right. But, but what I really mean is give yourself a break. You know, if your heart and your head are telling you that virtual learning is the way to go, then get behind your decision and start preparing your children for that. You know, create a space in your home and a daily schedule to the best that you are able to do so. And, and if you make the decision to send your child back to school in person, then get behind that decision and start preparing your children for what school will be like uh, the safety expectations, the differences they might see or feel in the school, and then discuss how those changes might affect them. Most of the information about the changes and the new rules or the new um, goings-on will be discussed or addressed on the district's website or at the open house for each school. What's crazy is there's so many different decisions, so, so many things to think about, even if your kids are going to be staying home. I mean, it can be stressful no matter which decision you make. And I think those demands and expectations can feel overwhelming to so many parents who are listening to us this morning. Yes. And again, I'm one of those parents having to manage my own anxiety and and worries about this. But one of the most important things that I say to myself and that I get to remind other parents of is this, you are not a superhuman. You know, you are not expected to be a superhuman or to have all the answers or to single-handedly teach physical science, algebra, and a foreign language. Right. <laughs> you, yeah, I did it. Please know that no one is holding you to an unrealistic standard, no matter which road you choose. And in fact, I'm begging parents and caregivers to really focus their emotional and physical energy toward keeping themselves as calm and as resilient as they can so that then they'll be in a better place uh, for staying open-minded and navigating all the changes which are sure to come uh, successfully and remaining emotionally and physically healthy through the next six months to a year. Because we are in many ways, and and to some of us to a much greater extent, still in survival mode for March. And we have to acknowledge, you know, the emotional and physical weight of this And we really have to reset our expectations of ourselves and of our children. Mm -hmm. And we have to learn how to stop when we're overwhelmed and reset ourselves into a more calm and healthy state. And I'm telling you, if we share this tool with our children, we can teach them an incredibly valuable life skill that will serve them as they grow up. And see, I love that. The idea that, uh, you know, maybe if you stop and breathe a little bit, give yourself a break. I love that we can tell that message and let people hear that message this morning. That makes me feel better. And I would assume it probably makes a lot of other people feel better as well. Yeah, I really hope so, because taking care of ourselves first so that then we're able to show up for other people that we love is one of the best things I get to teach people. You know, the other best news is that we we as parents and caregivers are already equipped with all that we need to help our children have a much smoother return to school. You know, for instance, I'm pretty sure that most parents would totally agree that our children mirror what they see from us. 
you know, for better or for worse. <laughs> easy now, easy now. <laughs> my little Dana can be a real blessing or a real threat to my sanity. Uh-huh. Um, so we have to remember that our attitudes and our words and our behavior, even our nonverbal behavior, can really influence their feelings and their thoughts and what they say about returning to school. So it's important that we send both really direct and indirect messages that the staff and the administration and the teachers and the bus drivers and the maintenance and the cafeteria workers, all these people have been preparing for months for the safest, safest reentry possible. And let the kids know that many of these same adults have their own children in school, right. and they're going to do everything they can to keep our children, their children, and themselves safe. So when I say we're all in this together, I really mean it. You know, it's our responsibility to ensure that our children feel safe and that they feel that they're in very good hands as they return. So what can parents who are starting to go through all this right now, what can they do to start planning for the return of children to school? Well, we have a couple more weeks until school starts. So I would encourage parents to use this time to have all of those conversations that we've discussed with their children and also discuss the things that children can do to stay safer for themselves. Because when they have ownership or some responsibility, then that can, that sense of control can lessen some of their anxiety. And we can begin to teach children how to wash their hands, like really wash their hands, not the way that my children like to, you know, rinse it off and be done. Or me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can teach them about physical distancing and what that looks like. You know, we can begin to practice that and then not to share their food or their drinks. You know, and I know that masks are still a debate for some people and that they're they're especially difficult for other people. But just like um, children don't want to wear shoes for the first time, you know, when they're infants and we, mm-hmm. we put them on, they kick them off, we put them on a little bit longer each time, a little bit longer. This is how we prepare them to get used to wearing a mask and what it will feel like. So parents can spend a little bit of time um, as a family wearing masks around the house for short activities. They can um, go out go out and run errands and wear their masks together. And they can have conversations about how that feels and what it's like and that it will be required for longer periods of time at school. And then, you know, reward systems are super effective. So, you know, if they wear the masks and they participate in activities, maybe spending some time with them as a family doing their favorite things can be helpful. Um, And then maybe you can have uh, challenges between your children or between the parents and children Mm -hmm. about who can wear the mask the longest. And of of course, as we talk about preparing them for school, it is so important that we verbalize our support and our trust in our children's schools and in their Mm -hmm. teachers for the upcoming year. But I guess the key, and it's the same thing we talked about with relationships and now about school too, the key is really just to keep talking and to have that open line of communication. Yeah, it's funny how some of these healthy skills translate, right, from yeah. from one conversation that we have between married marital people or mm-hmm. or um, partners into into how we relate to our children. But it's such a valuable life skill that you can teach your child, you know, how to express their thoughts and their feelings. And we teach them this by um, repetition, by sharing our thoughts and feelings, and by making time to hear theirs every day so that they understand that having these conversations are important. Mm -hmm. 
And you can use this topic, COVID and how the school day went, or any other topic um, as an opportunity to sit down with them and begin to practice sharing thoughts and feelings back and forth and encouraging them to express their thoughts and feelings. And little kids just won't know how to do that in the beginning. So it will take time and it will get better as you model it for them. And really teach them that they have a voice, you know, and honor their concerns and create a space for dialogue between you two that will last for their whole lives. So as we mentioned, it's stressful for for kids, especially stressful for parents as we try to make the right decision. If there's a parent out there who is uh, really struggling with this and maybe they need the emotional support or somebody to talk to who's not in the family or the neighbor or whatever, they just need somebody to kind of get it off their chest to, that's what Families Inc. does. They're there to help people when people need somebody to talk to. They're there uh, when people need somebody to navigate them through their thoughts and their feelings. Families Inc. Counseling Services. Mm -hmm. You can find out more at familiesinc.net. There's locations all across the K-Fine listening area. Dr. Watson. Thank you, guys. As always, we thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Christy Pulliam's on the phone with us this morning. Uh, I have already been profusely apologizing to Christy. And sweating profusely. (laughs) Yeah. I was nervous about talking to you this morning. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes. I tend to do that to people. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So she sent me a text over the weekend about something. And uh, it was in the middle of me trying to show my house and sell my house with my dogs in my truck. And I forgot to respond until yesterday. Mm, sounds like Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. Come so, on. He's really good about stuff like that most of the time. Uh, yeah, most of the time. This was a big mm. fail. So public apology number one to Christy Pulliam <laughs> of the FOA, the Foundation of Arts in Jonesboro. No hey, let's talk about some of the stuff you guys have going on because Jonesboro's got talent, the finals, that's actually happening tomorrow. That, that seems like it was like, wow, that happened so fast, but here we are at the finals. It, truly. It's, uh, we've got 13 finalists that will just rock your socks off. It's so amazing. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for everybody to hear um, who the judges chose and the people chose, and um, every, everything's going to happen tomorrow at 7 in the plaza. So, and also, by the way, um, uh, it, it's not a by the way, actually, it's a big deal. We've got Mary Beth Bird singing as well. Yeah. And um, also Corey Jackson. Yeah. So come on out and hear that too. It's our buddies out there. So mm-hmm. tell us kind of like what we're going to expect if people go out. And again, a lot of people are looking for things to do because they're tired of being in the house. If they want to go out and see local talent, what is the night going to look like when they show up? Well, What's going to happen is they, they're going to come and they are just going to hear 13 finalists. We have seven who are in the under 15 category, and we have six that are in the over 15 category, 15 and up. And um, they are vocalists. You know, they sing country songs. They'll, they'll sing some rock songs, some classic rock. You know, it's just every, every person has a different style, right? Right. And, um, and what you do is you you bring your dollars if you would like to vote um, on your favorite, and then at the end when every when all the contestants have sung, then uh, Corey and Mary Beth are going to sing for us, right. and um, and we are going to count the vote. Now Corey and Mary Beth also are judges. Oh, wow. We have a panelist actually, a panel of judges. Mm-hmm. 
and they are actually also scoring these contestants. So what we are going to do is take the top scores from the judges and the top vote getters from uh, your dollar vote and come up with a, a people's choice winner right. from each category and a judge's choice winner from each category. Gotcha. Now, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's really going to be a lot of fun because um, you're just going to see a lot of talent uh, tomorrow night in the plaza. Bring your lawn chair. Um, we're, of course, we're going to social distance as, as much as everybody needs to do that. Right. And wear your mask um, if you can't social distance. And we are going to um, really enjoy some great talent tomorrow night. So it's Jonesboro Got Talent uh, tomorrow night. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Friday, too, because it's going to be August the 7th, the first Friday in the month of August. What does that mean with the FOA? Because I know you guys have stuff on the first Friday. Yes. You know, we love our Centennial Rotary Plaza yeah. in front of the Forum Theater, especially in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And um, we are doing Plaza Fridays. So uh, the first Friday, of course, we've, we've had first Fridays at the Forum for a couple of years now. So it kind of falls on both, right? It's the first Friday, and it's also a Plaza Friday for mm-hmm. the summer. So we are going to have some great musicians out there um, singing for us and giving us a nice concert. So that's actually at 7.30 um, Friday night. So Thursday night is at 7, and Friday night is at 7.30. Let's talk about the fall because, you know, at this point we're all focusing. We just talked to Dana Watson from Family Inc. about school and the fall with that. There's also for FOA, there's a whole bunch of classes and things that people can become involved with to become involved with the arts during the fall and yeah. registration is going on, right? Registration is really, um, it's important for a lot of people because um, they can pick up where they were studying before um, with regard to whatever their art is. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, we teach uh, ballet, calf and jazz, and also theater and Art, we also have art classes. So um, we want everybody who, you know, if you, if you want a confident kid, then you send them to the art center. Yeah, <laughs> we, teach, we teach their art, but we also teach leadership and character. It's, it's like a family atmosphere. And, you know, you can talk to, talk to families who have kids in the art center. And also, of course, we have adult classes as well. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it is an atmosphere that, teaches even more than technique in the arts. Um, Dance is our big one, and ballet, and of course we're going to have the Nutcracker auditions coming up this month, so if you want to participate in the Nutcracker Ballet, then come along and start some ballet training. I think it's so important to figure out uh, what you you can do with the arts, what the arts mean to you, but really what you learn is a life lesson uh, really about yourself. You're learning about yourself through that process. Brandon, it's so key because when you figure out how you are creative, I mean, we were born to be creative. Right. That's how we were born, not destructive, but creative. And so when you can tap into that blessing of how you were made, um, in whatever way there is, and it's, there's a million ways to be creative. I mean, we teach a few at the art center, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, you know, learning how to, how to organize closets or organize people's bank accounts or organize, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, there's, all kinds of ways that people are artists. and But you've got to tap into it. You've got to discover it in yourself because you start growing in all kinds of ways when you do that. Well, I think as an adult, it's important for us to continue to try new things and learn as we mm-hmm. get older. And, like, legitimately, I know people laugh when I talk about me dancing because I'm terrible at it. 
But like that's something that I'd probably really enjoy pouring myself into and figuring it out because it's not a natural thing for me. Do you think there's right. somebody, would you have an instructor that can maybe even help me who's not exactly Absolutely. the most coordinated? Absolutely, because it's something that, that teaches your brain a new way of thinking. It puts together some new synapses that maybe you haven't you yeah. haven't used before. We never stop growing. It's such a it's such a false dichotomy to think that just because your body stops growing, your brain stops growing. Right. It doesn't. And so your spirit never stops growing. So um, so it's, it's something to always explore the new things that, that you need to, that God's given you that you need to learn. There you go. Love it. FOAJonesboro.org to find out more. Jonesboro's got talent tomorrow night, the first Fridays at the Forum in the Plaza coming up yeah. on Friday night and then uh, the fall registration. All the information is on the website, right? Yes, it is. That's hawaijonesboro.org. You can also call us 10 to 6, Tuesday through Friday, and we'll get you set up. We'll, we'd love to get to know you, and we'll get you fixed up with whatever program we've got and kind of join that FOA family and, and figure out how to keep growing. There you go. Christy Pulliam on the phone with us this morning from the Foundation of Arts in Jonesboro. We appreciate your time this morning, and once again, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, Brandon. We're going to catch you on the flip side. All right, there you go. Have a great day. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. All right, Christy Pulliam, foajonesboro.org to find out more about that. It's your K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. The K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. We have Dr. Kevin Reed on the phone with us this morning from VetCare. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program, Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Good morning. Hey. I hear the phones are ringing, dogs are barking. It sounds like you oh, started yeah. early today. It's a busy day. Hey, Brandon, have you ever wished you were a fly on the wall in the Perry household? Oh, my gosh. Oh, all the time, gosh, Here we go. Well, you know, I hear that this is a true thing uh, in their household. They are actually Iron Man and Iron Woman. Really? And you know what the difference is? What's the difference? One's a superhero and the other is a command. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Iron Man! (laughs) Iron Woman. That's terrible, man. That is awful. Yeah, can you imagine if you got to like watch their house? If their house was a reality show, what we would see. You know, they probably walk around, trip over black belts all the time. I'm sure they're hanging everywhere and on the floor. We go around and do pull-ups, and we shadow box in our house, and we work on our roundhouse kicks. You work on your form? Yeah, all the time. That would be cool. What what, uh, network would your reality show be on? Uh, True TV. Okay, just check it. Kevin, what would you guess? Okay, Uh, no guessing for him. (laughs) Skinamax? Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that still a network? You should uh, know. Skinamax. It's still there, right? Do they still have that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, what do you have for us today as we as we prepare to educate people on the pet population? Why is my voice cracking well, after I said that? <laughs> this is actually from a true case, a case I have existing in the clinic right now, but it's on uh, wound, wound care. Hmm. Wound. Okay. So what type of wound are you talking about? Well, this was a, a feline patient, a cat that came in and had been apparently attacked by something, oh. and it had uh, some large uh, wounds, puncture wounds on, a, on, a, on its head and the side of its face, mm. through its ear, 
These were infected with an anaerobic bacteria, which means that's a bacteria that survives without oxygen. So it gives this foul, almost a dead animal odor because oh, the wow. tissue just dies and is necrotic and, and you know, it has this terrible odor to it. But um, one of the things on these wounds, and this is going to sound crazy, but actually last night I applied um, in these open spaces where the tissue or the skin had died and we had to remove it, I applied granulated sugar in, in the wound. Really? Why would you do that? Actual sugar. Because it is actually, it's, it, it's kind of an old school remedy, but it really helps in these um, contaminated wounds where there's a lot of dead tissue. Uh, it, uh, what it does, it has an antibacterial effect, and it will actually, due to its high osmolality, it draws water and nutrient-rich lymph into the wound, which helps nourishing the tissues that are trying to regenerate. And uh, the high osmotic stress caused by the sugar on the bacteria, it interferes with the cell wall of the bacteria, which leads to bacterial death. So it's very good at removing dead tissue and, uh, you know, promoting an active, healthy, what we call a granulation bed, uh, which is the healthy pink healing tissue in a wound that has a good blood supply. And uh, this is probably more effective than, you know, any of the high-powered antibiotics. Uh, it's amazing what it, what it will do. And uh, it's, it's non-irritating to the wound. There, you can also use honey in wounds. Really? Uh, honey has a – and honey has been used for thousands of years. Uh, even uh, 4,000 years ago, there's evidence that honey was being used uh, to help heal wounds. And um, probably the Manuka honey – is uh, there actually is a medical grade of manuka honey that comes for you know wounds and burns and that type of uh, uh, crushing injuries that type of uh, type of wound um, and it it has a acidic pH it also has a high osmolality which helps draw the water in there also it has uh, produces hydrogen peroxide which is antibacterial and uh, you know, this is amazing. I've, I've had several cases in my career where I've used sugar and or honey, mm -hmm. and then you bandage, you know, bandage that in the wound, uh, put some uh, uh, gauze over it to hold it in, right. and usually you change it daily, and it's amazing what it'll do. It actually helps with debridement of the, of the wound, which helps remove the dead tissue, uh, the necrotic tissue. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And... Uh, this little kitty may lose its ear from it, but, um, you know, if we can get, get all the tissue out and get it back healing, you know, it should be able to close over with the normal skin. So for anybody listening right now, let's say their animal might um, have some type of a open wound or get injured or something like that. Do you recommend this being done by uh, someone, someone like yourself as opposed to us just going in and grabbing granulated sugar and trying that on our own? Yeah, you don't want to open the little paper packet of sugar you get in the restaurant and pour in a wound because it's, you know, it, it, it depends on the type of the wound and it needs to be properly covered and and attended to. Uh, but it is it is a legitimate modality, you know, in in the medical field to, to use sugar and honey to uh, to heal help heal wounds. So, so it's kind of kind of sounds like quackery, but uh, you know, there's actual medical journal papers written on it so it's pretty amazing so it's a little bit of sugar sugar and a little bit of 
Honey, Honey? Honey, Honey, yes, exactly. Sugar, Sugar, Honey, yeah. Honey. Those are also honey. nicknames yeah. that Kevin is called at home. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every day. <laughs> Hey, man, thanks for the information this morning, and we hope you have a great one. You too. We'll see you next week. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. He is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. He is Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare, right next door to us on Parker Road in Jonesboro. You can tell he's busy. Dogs are barking. Phones are ringing. Kevin, thanks for your time, man. See you later. See you, man. (laughs) I told you he was busy. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. We have two guests on the phone, and typically we like to bring these guys into the studio because I like to bring in my police officer friends. We have Jamie Seaborn and Tony Zaffirano from JPD and the D.A.R.E. program on the phone. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey. So we're wondering what you guys are doing together. Are you at work? Are you in the car? What are you guys out doing? We're at work. We're sitting in the office right now. Uh, Sitting here trying to get ready for the color run that's coming up on August 15th. Yeah, it's the JPD Dare, Color Me Dare color run, which is happening again. As he mentioned, August 15th at Joe Mack Park. Let's talk before we get to that about the Dare program because – how are you guys going to have to alter what you do as we enter the school season, the school semester? Oh, we've got with some of our schools, and luckily we're going to get to have there this year. Awesome. Um, but we'll, we're going to follow whatever rules they tell us, you know, such as wearing masks. And, you know, the bad thing is we're probably not going to get the hand out there and like we used to and some other things. But, hey, we're just happy to be able to get in the schools and be able to teach. When I was young, Dare was all about, uh, you know, really about drugs and alcohol. And you guys have, have realized that, uh, yeah, that's still an important part of the D.A.R.E. program. But really what you're doing when you go into these classrooms and deal with the kids is so much more than just don't do drugs, don't drink alcohol. You guys have really branched out into other things that affect our kids today. Yeah, the D.A.R.E. curriculum actually goes into now like life strategy kind of things, dealing with how to deal with stress and uh, how to communicate. Uh, and stressful situations. So it's really more about life and how to get these kids to get through life because there's so much that they have to deal with now compared to what we did when we were kids. Well, I think there's probably much more anxiety and worry with our generation of kids that are in school, not just because of COVID, but that's another thing. We've talked about social media pressures and body image pressures and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't have any of the cell phone stuff when we were kids, so yeah. we missed out on all that. Yeah. And in many ways, we're probably lucky we did, you mm-hmm. know, when you go back and yeah. look at it. And you see what today's kids have to deal with. So the D.A.R.E. program right. goes into the schools, and you actually have these JPD officers who are trained uh, through D.A.R.E. who get to go up and not only talk about those issues, but I think it's great for young people to see officers uh, go into the schools that they can interact with, get to know the officers. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, some kids, unfortunately, are taught that, you know, oh my gosh, it's a police officer, don't do anything bad, when really you guys want to go in there and be a positive influence, not a negative influence, and have people scared of police. That's right. Just hang out with them, show them that we're, we are human too, and yeah. uh, just show them what kind of people that they get to deal with on a daily basis. And, you know, we get to have fun and just kind of let our guards down and uh, just see, you know, 
that the police officers not only in uniform, but we also go in kind of what we call a soft uniform. Uh, so they're not scared to right. come up, talk to us, and ask us questions, whatever they may need. Well, I mean, you know, police officers. Well, I mean, you guys as police officers have families and children and mothers and fathers and real worries and stresses mm-hmm. too. It's not like even though, you know, we might want to think you guys are Superman and you get to go out and do all these things and fight crime. At the end of the day, when your shift is over, you're just another member of our community. That's right. And, and our dare kids, they see us out. Uh, I've been out wearing my, been working on the car or something and all grungy wearing my hat and everything. And they'll come up and say, Hey, officer JC, yeah. you know, and, uh, and they'll just come up and talk to you. So it, that's pretty cool. So to see that. Tell me about the Color Me Dare Color Run. It's happening, and it's actually coming up pretty quick. It's going to be August the 15th at Joe Mack Park, and you guys are trying to find a fun a fun way to raise funds for the D.A.R.E. program because in the past I thought D.A.R.E. was funded completely by the state or by the police department. I didn't realize you guys had to go out and really fundraise to make it happen. Yeah, we yeah we have to fundraise for for everything, you know, for what close to $30,000 each year and we've been way behind especially with the COVID thing so we're going to try to put this color run on and we hope it goes so uh so it's august 15th uh now we start ours off a little different it actually starts at nine but we're going to start just a few minutes early because uh, i don't know if y'all know miss nancy owen Uh, she does zumba yep and she's going to come out at at 8 50 we're all going to line up and we'll be social distancing um but we're going to line up and do a little zumba and if y'all have watched me in the past I have, I, I'm not coordinated, can't do Zumba for nothing. Uh, but anyway, I'll try. And then, uh, so we do Zumba and then we give everyone a pack of color in their goodie bag. Right. And that packet of color, you actually throw yourself uh, whenever we start it. So then we'll start and you'll go through, we have five color stations uh, that you'll run through. And it's only a two mile run. It stays on the sidewalks in Joe Max. So it's all fun. You know, you don't have to worry about cars and that, that kind of thing uh, being on the road. And it's, only fifteen bucks. So. And again, it funds the Dare program. And I, I would assume if people want to find out more, you guys have a spot where they can find out more and get signed up early, right? Yeah, you can uh, either go to the Jonesboro Dare Facebook page or the Police Department Facebook page. And then, if you want to sign up, you can go to raceroster dot com. Uh, just type in "color me dare," uh, and it'll pull it up, and you can register there. Uh, and we want people to try to register before. Uh, by Friday, this Friday, so we can get T-shirts. Uh, we'll, we'll order a couple of extras, but the guarantee is that you get your T-shirt with your registration. Uh, we need you to kind of register by Friday. And again, you guys want to make this fun too because uh, you have a special guest DJ out there too. Yeah, we got the DJ Buzzkill coming out, and uh, he does a really great job. This will be his third year, I think, doing the color run. Uh, does a really good job. And if you're kind of, you know, if the COVID thing kind of scares you, you just want to donate to Dare. Uh, look us up or do the virtual run. Right. You can just sign up and do the virtual. So we've got that option for 15 bucks. Uh, and you can still get the T-shirt and all, so, uh, if you do it by Friday. Well, and again, it's Color Me Dare, and it's funding the D.A.R.E. program that's going to go into so many schools and impact so many children with positive messages about drugs, alcohol, bullying, uh, cyberbullying, and all the different stuff that affects our kids. And it's a different world now as parents uh, we know that, and Dare could use the help. And it's Color Me Dare, August the 15th at Joe Mack Park. More information on the Jonesboro Police Department Dare Facebook page. And Officer Seaborn, Officer Zaffirano, we appreciate you guys taking time to talk to us this morning. Appreciate you, you and Kelly. All right, Thanks you guys up. have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right, it's K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc.
Brandon, Baxter in the morning. Hey, if you missed any of today's show, the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc., you can always check it out on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The ninth season premiere of Catfish. That's still on. Did you ever watch that show? Never watched it. Is that where they try to trick you? Uh Uh-huh. Like you're trying to date somebody and it's not really it's not who you're really dating. them or something. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. Gotcha. The 22nd season premiere of Big Brother is also on tonight. All right. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.